You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Victory Monday. We're going to do it again. Browns win in Dallas over the Dallas Cowboys. Today, the Locked On Browns Victory Monday is brought to you by the fine folks over at Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Jeff Lloyd, your host at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show itself at Lockdown Browns. Join for pregame and postgame always by my right-hand man at underscore Pete Smith underscore from Browns Digest from SI.com, Mr. Pete Smith. Um, it's a good time right now, folks. Uh, Browns are in the groove. They are feeling it. The team is starting to come together. And for the first time for me in three years, Pete, a lifelong fan of this franchise, you were starting to see things come together, whether it's roster, whether it's coaching staff, whether it's front office. Good day here down in Dallas. Um, we'll get to how prevent offense and prevent defense suck, which led to maybe this game being longer than it should have. But some fantastic things today. You know, this team stepping up with Nick Chubb leaving early, Dearness Johnson, and, you know, Dearness goes to Dallas. I think of those old, you know, Ernest Borgnine movies in the 80s, 90s, whatever. Ernest goes here, Ernest goes to camp, whatever. Dearness Johnson having a day. Kareem Hunt giving you what he could. The passing okay, game. And so- we told you this week. Well, we told you this week Odell had the juice in him that there was going to be a big Odell Beckham Jr. performance. But, Pete, I know you're juiced up. My man, let's roll. This is a good day. Browns wise, this is a good day. Um, yeah, it's nice to go in and get a routine win and then hear that Jim Varney's name is being slandered and called Ernest Bordnine, who is in like Oh my God. I apologize. I apologize. It's been a while. Jim Varney, uh Ernest Bordnine. Wow. Anyway, is that you know you know when Ernest Bordnine was in his peak when you were a young lad in the fifties. Anyway, yeah, uh, when I was playing high school football with Johnny Yu, yes. Uh so Look, I mean, this game came down to winning up front. The Browns dominated the uh, on the offensive line in a way, you know, that that rendered the the Cowboys unrecognizable for mo- the most part. They they just crushed them up front. I mean, if you were to go into this game and say you're going to lose Nick Chubb for uh, you know within the first quarter, of the game. that uh, you know you were still going to crush them with a run, you'd assume it would be. Uh, Kareem Hunt, but he was limited, so they had to go to like Dearness Johnson and and Dontre Hill. Three hundred and seven yards, Pete. They ran for three hundred and seven yards. Pete, you're a high school coach. That is an incredible number to pull off in the NFL. Um, well, I was gonna say as a high school coach, it's pretty. That'd be a pretty weak day for us. But anyway, yeah. That, that look, it's tough because you're you're you know you're playing against professional athletes, and at some point they're supposed to be able to stop you, especially when you're not you know, surprising them. And, and that's why, you know, being able to run the ball like that at any level is demoralizing because you're, you're, you're not 
coming up with cute ways to do it. You are just lining up and saying, try and stop us. And they can't. Uh, so that's how that went. And, you know, the, the, the Cowboys had no answers for that. Uh, and, and, you know, early on, you know, they were, they were playing a more balanced approach where the running game was setting up the passing game, which was setting up the running game. Uh, ultimately that sort of fell off uh, and they just really went to the run. I, I think almost to their detriment at the end, but uh, you didn't have superstars running the ball. Uh, I mean, Odell Beckham going for 73 yards. I mean, he's a superstar type player, but not in that capacity. And he goes for 73. Dearness Johnson almost had a hundred uh, and he was barely touched. Uh, and that's just a credit to the offensive line. It doesn't mean Dearness Johnson played badly. It's just, I don't think he was terribly good either. Um, it's just how dominant they were. And, you know, defensively, especially early on, you know, the defensive line just, took the Cowboys running game away and obviously pressure caused, uh, caused a, a, a first sack uh, for, for Garrett and then ultimately the sack fumble. Uh, the Cowboys couldn't really get pressure on Mayfield. Uh, they couldn't stop the run. So, you know, the Brown, the, you know, that's why they, they, they invested the way they did. And ultimately the game got as close as it was because in the fourth quarter in particular, the Cowboys had the ball forever, and the defensive line was just exhausted by the end. So, whether it was technically a prevent defense is is debatable. Uh, you know, it pretty much looked like what they typically run, which is a lot of cover three. Uh, but when you don't have any pressure, then it looks like a prevent because you're just trying to play uh, attack, tackling the pass and and preventing them from just killing you. Uh, which, by the way, they didn't really do a great job at that either. Uh, the defense continues to be awful in the back seven they they have no linebackers uh their safeties are are bad uh their corners are pretty good um you know terrence mitchell probably didn't have a great day uh but he didn't give up a ton he largely gave up what they you know some underneath stuff denzel ward played pretty well uh and and kevin johnson i don't know how many times he was targeted but you never really saw him uh and you got some a little bit more mj stewart than you have in the past as sort of a more physical presence and they used him to do some blitzing and things like that uh, but uh, the middle of the field is where the Cowboys just absolutely murdered the Browns, and it was pretty much stealing for most of the game, and they had no answer. And people are going to talk, well, they can't stop a tight end. They can't stop anything in the middle of the field. Uh, they they went all over the place to receivers, to to tight ends, to backs, whoever. Uh, it didn't matter. It, that's, that's, it's not a question of can they stop the tight end. It's can't, do they have anything that can cover – uh, they obviously had a couple of opportunities. Uh, they, they couldn't get off the field on fourth and two. Sione Takitaki got his hands on a ball that he, you know would have been a difficult interception, but uh, nevertheless somehow magically went right to C.D. Lamb. Uh, Jacob Phillips, you know, I, I continue to say I, I would like to see more of him. I think he should be a starter. Uh, I don't know what, how he graded out, but I know he got his hands on more passes than – than some of those guys, uh, Malcolm Smith is okay. Uh, but I, I really think your starting linebacker should be Jacob Phillips. And then a rotation of BJ Goodson on running situations and Malcolm Smith on, on passing situations. Um, uh, uh, you know, safety, you know, Anderson Dejo has been awful, but he's also getting killed because other guys are making critical mistakes and he's the guy who gets hung out to dry. Uh, like uh, the, that wide open touchdown at first, I don't think was his responsibility. Uh, I think it was supposed to be the other safety, but nevertheless, he's he's, yep. he's not playing well. Uh, 
Uh, and they're, they're just that continues to be a huge problem. And it was so bad that despite scoring 41 points, it almost wasn't enough. And certainly the Cowboys offense being as explosive as it is, that's a huge factor. But it was 41 to 14 and they almost lost this game. That's how bad this defense is and how it's going to cost the Browns wins. It's just a question of when and how many. Well, the thing is, is you got to like tighten it up. And, you know, the thing is understanding where you are with your defense that, you know, your defensive line does a great job. Your linebacking core, you're still just trying. It's a work in progress. And Jacob Phillips had a fantastic three-play sequence. Malcolm Smith, we agree. You know, BJ in if you know it's going to be a run. Malcolm Smith in if you know it's going to be a passing situation. The secondary. And, Pete, we talked about this on the pregame show. There's no excuses now. This is week four. Communication should be there. And Carl Joseph, as much as everybody wanted to bash Sendejo on the touchdown to CeeDee Lamb, you know, the first one, that was more Carl Joseph. You know, I mean, Sendejo was not there. He tried to make up the ground. Um, so, it, look, and these guys are both veterans within this league. That stuff needs to be getting tightened up. They truly need a Kenny Lofton true center fielder. Um Sheldrick Redwine, I don't know what the deal is. But me, a player like that, I, I have no idea. Obviously, with the loss of Grant Elpit, these are things you're you know going through and trying to factor in here. But Pete, when this game started to look ugly, you know, when it was 7-7 and Dallas was gashing them again, and we talked about this last week. You gave this man a five-year extension, $125 million. This dude steps up when it needs to be stepped up. Miles Garrett, and wherever this season may go, but if you want to say through four weeks in the NFL season, this is a legitimate defensive player of the year type of effort he's giving, type of contribution he's giving. This guy is legit in spades. And you need this on the defensive side of the ball when you are, you know, still trying to figure out linebacking core, secondary. This dude is the goods, and we always knew this, and we've always spoken about this. But when you can put your impact and put, you know, a difference into a game, this is where Miles Garrett and this extension, it just it's paying off in spades because it's not about the fact that he's this ultra freak. And there's been plenty of guys who've been ultra freaks. It's about making a damn difference. And Miles Garrett, through the last two weeks, when this team needed something from their defense, he's been able to do so. Well, I'm looking to forward to when people are criti- going to criticize him for saying he disappeared at the end of the game. Uh, but yeah, he had uh, obviously the two sacks, a sack, another his third straight game with a, a, a strip sack, uh, and and the Browns have cap- capitalized on two more turnovers for touchdowns. Um, I, uh, Best in the league. Wh- whether point. that holds up, whether it holds up or not, but at least at the time, the Browns were leading the league in forty-five points with forty-five points off turnovers, and obviously that's ob- going to be a, a formula for winning. Um, that makes a big difference. But he he continues to take away the side of the field he's on in terms of the run. Uh, he demands extra attention. Uh, Dak Prescott was consistently aware of where he was. They got the ball out of his hands very quickly for the most part. Uh, he he's great and you know it's if he's not in there um it makes a huge difference and there are guys that i would hope to step up but it hasn't happened yet uh olivier vernon uh was okay i guess probably not not too much of an impact 
Porter Gustin's not there yet. He's a nice energy guy. Sheldon Richardson is good, although wasn't terribly impactful in this one. He did make a couple nice plays. And then Larry Ogunjobi's out with an abdominal injury. We don't know the situation there. So the Browns are, are suddenly having their depth tested, especially at nose, because they obviously lost Andrew Billings before the season. So if Ogunjobi's out for any length of time, that, that becomes a massive problem. He's a guy who plays through a lot of pain. But it has always come at a massive cost in terms of his effectiveness. So I don't know what his situation is going to be like. But on, on the other hand, he's also trying to fight for a contract. Uh, so it's a big deal. But Miles Garrett was a defensive player of the year uh, type player last year in the 10 games he was in he's even better this year uh and you know he's going to keep stacking up the accolades uh as he goes as long as he's on the field he's a a dominant presence and right now um you know it's pretty easy to figure out who the two all pros from this the afc are going to be it's going to be him right now and tj watt and that's it i don't think anybody else is close they're just, you know, I mean, you know, Miles is giving Barry Bonds type moments. And like, you know, this is what we expect. And we understand that you are in no disrespect to Denzel Ward, who had a great day. And I'm sure we'll get to this. But Miles Garrett, this was, you know, like it, it's on you. Like, you know, you were expected to make things happen, change the momentum. And he most certainly was capable of doing that. We're going to get to the offense. We're going to get to the defense here more with Jeff Lloyd, with Pete Smith. As we continue to roll on through Victory Monday, the feeling is good. Let's keep this son of a gun rolling here as the Browns are now 3-1 and one for the first time since 2001 and hung 49 today down in the star in Dallas. Look, everybody, we're all going through this pandemic together, and it's difficult with everybody working at home. And some people working out in the field and your kids and trying to imagine everything. This is where a vital, vital source like DoorDash comes in. Um, get food brought to you at the house. DoorDash is the app that brings food to you that you are craving right now. Right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat. And your food will be left outside your door with the new contactless Delivery drop-off setting. DoorDash delivers are now contactless, again, and to keep communities safe. Whether it is your Starbucks, whether it is your favorites like Chipotle, whether it is your favorites like Burger King, whatever, DoorDash has your back, and they will bring you with you want. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can have the food delivered to you, whether it's Wendy's, the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, all the listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and you enter the promo code Locked On, all caps, no space. Again, that is $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the promo code Locked on all caps, no space. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Look, folks, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off 
and blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or in today's case, you might not need it because the Browns are now three and one or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work. Sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe and totally discreet. This whole process is straightforward, simple and discreet. Again, getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash triple X and get a complete online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to roman.com slash lockdown NFL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash lockdown NFL. Again, getroman.com slash lockdown NFL. And be there for her because she's always been there for you. Pete, offensively, you know, Baker, and this is where maybe, and I know you probably got frustrated. I certainly got frustrated with the kind of shutting it down with the big lead. And it's great. It's fantastic to get up big. But, you know, you're still trying to develop this passing offense. And for the most part today, they were able to get that going. For no reason to shut that down. And with the way the running game was going, this was a perfect opportunity with a big big lead to take, you know, a couple of chances here to open things up a little bit on, you know, the offensive side of the ball. But look, we always keep emphasizing just win, just win, whatever it is, you know, it's working, win with it. But, you know, to let this game get as close as it was, that was probably a mistake. And we've talked about this in years past in 2018, where the Browns were starting to win um, and maybe the unfamiliarity with it. It's, but look, I mean, stick to, doing it stick to the script and they went away from that and this game got closer than it should have but i mean a massive amount of yards a massive amount of points from this offense and somebody was more confident in this game today than a certain guy who's on the show and he probably won't give me credit but Pete, you know, the the ball is rolling and, and it's rolling in the right direction so, uh, yeah, I, I picked the uh, Cowboys to win uh, with the points. And at the last second there, before the Browns got that touchdown, it looked like uh, there was going to be uh, like a chance. But, uh, no, I mean, the Browns were up 41-14. to 14. I mean, Look, that reverse to Odell, that reverse to Odell, that was a Stones freaking call because Alden Smith was about to blow that thing up in the backfield. The call itself takes – Take stones, absolutely. And to be honest, I mean, if Odell was truly thinking right, you probably just take a slide at about the 15-yard line and end the game there. But that call, that offensive play call, Pete, and I know you with what you do as far as the Streetsboro program and guys kick ass in states, that was a great call. Absolutely great call. You can look like a loser or you can look like a hero. Coach Stefanski looked like a hero with that call. Um. So look, um, it's uh, it wasn't like Kevin Stefanski had to stand up to make that call. Um, it was evidence based. They ran an end around in the first half, and it got twenty three yards. So they had seen it work. They had set it up to work. 
and they went back to something that worked in the first half. So from that standpoint, it wasn't like, hey, let's try this. It was this worked before. We've got, you know, we're getting the same look to it we had earlier and or or a good enough look or whatever it is. And they ran it. And Alden Smith almost made a great play, but he didn't. And the fact that it w- would have been a 10-yard loss would have been a disaster. And obviously uh, – I believe you was- said that Alden Smith's presence was in the passing game, not in the running game. So kudos to you, my friend. Well, today's presence wasn't in anything other than missing that tackle. So uh, they, they shut him down pretty he good. Wore his, he wore his uniform nice. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the – yeah, I mean, look, it, it was – it was that close from being, you know, a, a gutsy great call to being, you know, laughed at and and saying he's he's a disaster. And it's just like that fake punt call. Uh, again, they had evidence, they had reasons. <laughs> it, up. it was a reason to to take that chance, and they and they put the ball in a playmaker's hands. And in some respects, it was like, you know, they needed one of their stars to step up and make a play. And in that respect, you know, from that standpoint. You know, Beckham sort of stood up and said, I'll get it. And he made the guy make miss the tackle. Uh, he, you know, he was able to shake it. And then, you know, he went up the sideline and Jalen Smith quit. That was the thing. I was like, where, I, you know, if I was if I was that team, I would be pissed at Jalen Smith because he had an angle. Uh, if he took his proper pursuit. Very similar angle. to Earl Smith last year in Baltimore, but God. He would if he had taken his proper pursuit angle and actually sprinted through the play, he would have knocked him out of bounds. It would have been a big game and may have been uh, potentially game ending because they needed basically a first down or two to to salt the game away. But he stopped. He he started jogging. He took a bad angle and then Beckham flew right by and they had you know sort of the tunnel set up and he, and he went through and made a big play. But uh, I think you know that's the difference in sort of where the Browns are right now and where the Cowboys are right now, where they've got guys sort of. You know, it's, the Browns have guys rising to the occasion, and then the Cowboys have guys who are basically quitting on the quitting uh, when they have a chance to win and, and looking for the banana peel, so to speak. Uh, that's uh, that that was huge from a number of standpoints. Obviously, Odell Beckham wants to be a superstar. He wants to show his value to the Browns, and today he did that with you know 154 total yards, and, and 73 of those were rushing. Uh, had three touchdowns and, and and not since the Jets game last year has he really flashed that type of big game potential because of the injury. But you know this is what you brought him here for. This was the type of game where you're saying, you know, where, where you're saying we have stars and, and this is what they're here for. Miles Garrett had a big game. Odell Beckham had a big game. Now, as far as the coaching goes, uh, I thought I thought they took the foot off the gas way too early. Um, it was still in the third quarter when it was 41 14 and they stopped. They basically just kept running a ball and they entered the half. I think they entered the second half. 500 yards a game. Yep. Yeah, they were, they, they entered the half, I think at 9.1 yards per carry. And it was suddenly down to 7.7 almost immediately because they just kept slamming into the line and the Cowboys were just sitting on it. And I thought they had an opportunity to, I don't even think you had to go for like a big shot, but just run your offense and get better because that's what was working all game long is just run your offense. And it's one of those things where it's always easier to keep it going than it is to ramp it down and ramp it back up. That's always way harder. You lose that mental edge you've had and, and sort of rallying it back up can be uh, way more difficult than, than it seems like it should be. And I thought they should have kept working it not only because, uh, 
you know, it, it would have kept the Cowboys off balance, but I just think it would have been good for this offense to keep building um, and keep advancing this passing game because that has to come along. And it's not that it was bad because I think Baker Mayfield made a number of big plays, especially, you know, on that drive that where they got the field goal before the half, he threw a couple of really nice strikes, but I, I do think it contributed to the miss uh, to Odell Beckham down the sideline. And that's a throw he's got to make. I, 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 I'm sure that's what he's saying right now uh, in post-game presser type stuff. But it, you know, when you don't throw for nearly a quarter, it's easy to get out of rhythm. And I think that had an impact where suddenly they're like, we're going to run the, run the clock out for over a quarter. And then we're going to say, oh, by the way, Baker, I need you to make a big throw right here to, to, to close this out. And it didn't happen. Unfortunately, they didn't get punished for it. But I, I, I just, especially against the Dallas Cowboys, especially given what Dak Prescott has shown he's able to do in those receivers and the fact the Browns can't stop much of anything at this point. Uh, that you you don't have the luxury to be able to say well, we're only playing three quarters and we're fine. You have to play for you know at least three and a half full quarters of that game. You have to play, you know, for the most part, the NFL wins are really difficult, and you have to play full four quarter full four quarters. And they didn't do that, and it almost bit them. And I'm hoping that Stefanski on his coaching staff to the players all sort of had to learn a very valuable lesson, albeit while winning as opposed to learning a much harder lesson where they, they, you know, they, they have that, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, this is sort of that Brownsy way to lose. If you want to determine it that way, they didn't have that, but they, they certainly flirted with, uh, with this type of loss and would have been devastating to, to have three and one there to lose that type of game and then come back and, and the Browns next two weeks are not a joke. I mean, the Colts, you don't hear much about them, but they're a very solid team. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously, that's a big rival. You're three and one. You've got a big opportunity to sort of insert yourself into to 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 sort of write your own destiny at this point. Obviously, it's still early, but a quarter of the season in, you are way ahead of where you were where we thought you would be in terms of where you are, and just not sort of taking that next step and saying we're going to keep getting the offense better. We want to get more Austin Hooper, and they did. They did get more Austin Hooper today, but just keep yeah. building on that. With get Brian more Odell well. Beckham. Get get some of those guys. You have Don, Donovan Peoples-Jones. He could have benefited the, from those reps, and he almost had just an absolute brain-dead nightmare situation that may have cost him his job. Uh, so there's just so many reasons where I, I think you, you're a young team. You're trying to learn to win, and I think you just keep on – pushing down the gas and at least for another half a quarter. Uh, but to stop at the third quarter up four scores, I get it, but just you're, you're not there yet. Don't assume you have anything in the bag because you don't have that luxury. I, I'm totally with you. And that was the same thing I was thinking. Um, and it's, it, look, I mean, it, and the other, there was the opportunity to still get in work. Look, I mean, you're still working in Harrison Bryant. You're still working in Donovan Peoples-Jones. And you just, you know, continue to move it. And, you know, I think the best thing they have is, you know, deception. And, you know, look, everybody is now going to focus in on this Cleveland Browns running game. And rightfully so. It gives you the advantage to, you know, basically paint the palette. With that, though, I mean, look, just do what you got to do to win. But, look, there was a chance here. I mean, they could have probably put up 60 today. And that's not joking around it's legitimate they could put up 60 on this team today but at the end of the day the browns are now three and one with the colts up next for week five 
fingers crossed, as long as everybody just does what they're supposed to do and we can continue to have the NFL season as we currently have it. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, continuing to roll along on your Victory Monday. It's so nice to say, locked on Browns. The Improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including none, nut and non-nut flavors. Six brand new flavors. Camel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Along with some of your favorites from the original flavors. German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, and double chocolate. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and they are great with the keto diet. One of my personal favorites of the new six flavors, Cherry Barcia, 17 grams protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BillPower.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your next order at BillPower.com. Pete, what we're starting to see here with this team is when you have a roster that has big-time players at certain positions, and Denzel Ward was certainly one of them today, couple of big hits early in the game. Uh, the interception to seal it, Miles Garrett, Odell, and Kareem stepping in You know when Nick Chubb went out. And it's this is where when you build a roster with foundational players who can get the job done and can make a difference, when they're asked upon to do this, you love to see where this is at. And obviously credit to Andrew Barry and, of course, Paul DePodesta. And of course, Coach Stefanski and his, you know, his assistants, whether it's Callahan, whether it's Joe Woods, they are probably the two most influential assistant coaches on this team. You are getting this where you want to go. And where we talked about earlier, and I, I go back to this, you know, which, you know, and, and I know you said you didn't put much faith into it as far as the video from last Sunday versus Washington with the be patient guys. We're going to get there. But you got it today. Odell did big things. Jarvis threw him the touchdown pass. Um, you know, Jarvis, third, and whenever you need him, it's like, you know, third down. Jarvis is like the insurance company. I got you. I'll take care of this, and we'll get to the next. You're starting to see with a foundation here, and everybody's starting to buy in. And this is from top of the franchise to the bottom of the franchise. And this is what we want and Pete for you and me covering this team. Like we do, we, we, we thought this could get here. Maybe it's a little bit sooner than we all initially thought, but you're three and one. You obviously some key games coming up here, but we're starting to see you know, the foundation and the work of what this franchise has put in as far as building and putting the players in place. And I, you know, it's just fun. I mean, we're really, really enjoying to see the fruits of the labor, so to speak. Well, the the um, Washington is the only team that has really successfully 
forced uh, Baker Mayfield to win with his arm. Um, the Ravens game sort of dictated itself because they were up so much, but the Washington actually made a real effort to try to slow down the running game to force Baker Mayfield to make throws. And he did it, although it really wasn't stretching the field. They, they forced him to take profit. They forced him to, to work underneath and make smart decisions. And, and against Dallas, it was largely the same deal, but he had more opportunities to go a little bit more aggressive uh, and, and make some plays. But, you know, that's sort of where, where this thing has to go is, is are the, are the Colts or the Steelers going to be able to force uh, the running game to, to be halted, you know, that, that forces Mayfield to win with his arm. And, you know, if Chubb is out for a significant amount of time, that could actually obviously play a role. And if the, you know, whether it's Kareem Hunt or anyone else, and they're just able to sort of have a, a much more physical day and force the Browns to throw, then you're going to have to, uh, then you're going to have to see what what they can do in that situation. Is are are, are they going to be able to deliver? And for the most part, um, I you know I don't think that's really an issue. He didn't pre- he didn't put the ball in jeopardy in this game again, which is good. Um, he he made again he made some great throws. Yep. Now he's got to be able to sort of he's going to have to be, be he's going to be put in a situation where he has to win a game, and that hasn't happened yet. He has not lost any games, um, so that's where we're at right now. Can can he uh, can he win a game? And that's you know that's development. And, and a month in, you're starting to see this thing take shape. Uh, you know, again, I think in a lot of ways the Browns sort of used this in some respects as a preseason, even though if it even though it wasn't, uh, they 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 led with their strength. The running game carried over mostly from last year. They were running a lot of the same stuff. They just streamlined it and added to it. Uh, but Mayfield and, and the receivers are running largely a new offense. And it's not to say it's like, you know, reinventing the wheel or anything. It's just different and you got to get used to it. But whether it's the Colts, the Steelers, or both, we're going to have to find out what it looks like when, you know, you only get 20 yards and a half. And what what is Mayfield going to be able to do? Can he execute? He's got the weapons. Can he now go out and, and be a, game changer and he's shown he's been able to do that dating back to his rookie year he's shown flashes of that this year and it's just about consistency and and carrying it over well pardon me while i retweet a certain pete smith who just continues to put out great content on the twitter timeline um it's just seeing where this is going and you know when and this is the biggest thing is you know when the opportunity is there for your star players and you understand you have to make a difference. And that's what we're starting to see here. And it's look, I mean, at three and one, it's fantastic. And look for a lot of us, you know, I mean, we thought going into this week and when the uh, schedule first came out and I guess whatever it was, you know, post draft or whatever, we figured, you know, this is going to be a difficult spot for the Browns. This is going to be a tough game here. Um, but, you know, as I, I had talked about when everybody got jazzed about, you know, Dallas playing Seattle last week, this team has zero defense. So I think they did a smart job in containing it as far as understanding, look, we understand where we can win here. We understand where we can beat you, which leads to 300 rushing yards in an NFL game, which just seems crazy. But, Pete, at the end of the day, this team is 3-1. and one with all the disadvantages that a new regime had, and there are obviously several several teams that went through this 
with new coaching staffs where you were held back here. The picture looks good. The the folks who are here with this roster and working with this roster, I, I think we're all understanding that maybe this is going in the right direction and this is what you're hoping for here. Look, I mean, you know, and Coach Stefanski now apparently is tied with Hugh Jackson for total wins, whatever, through four games. This isn't a knock on the past because screw the past. It's all about the future. But, Pete, this is where we all believe universally, whether it's you, me, Stephen Thomas, the guys at the OBR, and everybody else who covers this team, we finally have ourselves. And, Pete, you know, we have a few minutes. But we truly believe that maybe this franchise has finally found a way to turn the corner and just ignore the past and look to the future. Well, look, you can see a path. You can see where this thing is going and where it can really work. You can also see, uh, and there are people who are quick to point out, well, you know, you've got this, this, and this. That's fine. Um, the big thing as it was, and I came in saying you don't have to throw for a million yards. You just have to be really good on offense. And the Browns were really good on offense. You're successful on offense. You can do whatever you want. Uh, so the Browns did it by running the ball and using the pass sort of as a, a supplement and a changeup. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, obviously, you, you've got to keep growing up on that side of the ball. Again, the, the Browns have everybody on that side of the ball for at least the next two years. Uh, so that that's not um, that's not by coincidence. This is who they have, uh, unless they decide to start trading guys, uh, which seems unlikely. It's all about what do you actually have on defense and what do you still need on defense. And I, obviously, uh, you, you, you the loss of Grant Delpit was enormous. Andrew Sandejo is never supposed to be playing free safety. He's supposed to be a slot guy. And now he has and when he to. plays around the line of scrimmage, like this, this screenplay that he blew up, he looks fantastic. I mean, and everybody wants to rip him, and I get it. But that's not what he was ever intended to do for this team. Uh, you make a good point about the screen because he did really he did a really nice job on reading that and it forced the play to I think that was uh Malcolm Smith who actually got credit for the tackle but he read it right Im- immediately and forced yep. the uh, back back inside and the tackle was made. So yeah, that, there's no question uh, that uh he's out of position and you know whether that's a I I don't think it's a responsibility in knowing what you're supposed to do. I think it has everything to do with uh, that you trust someone else to come and make those calls and get guys lined up and communicate and all that stuff. And I don't think they they believe that anyone else is ready to to do that. Slash, they have a ton of respect, obviously, for for Sandejo, and you know that loyalty could could be to a fault. Uh, but they they just have to. They don't have to have superstars on defense to be able to work as long as the offense continues. Sharing. They just have to stop making those horrible breakdowns uh that allow teams to get basically free points and and right from the get-go you know the first score the cowboys had was wide open and if they do that they're going to lose games like that because you you can't the offense has scored or i should say the team has scored uh you know a hundred and what a hundred and uh where we at 69 and 49 whatever the math is yeah, so they're at like a hundred and uh, hundred and eighteen points for the last three games. Yeah, hundred and eighteen points for the last three games. That's not reasonable to keep up. You know, you're not going to average almost forty 
Um, so somewhere, somehow, somebody has to make a stop. And and the offense is going to have a day where they're not good or the defense on the other team steps up because now they're all of a sudden going to have to play some defenses. So they're not going to score. You know, I don't foresee them scoring – uh, 40 against the Colts or the, or the Steelers. That'd be great if they did, but uh, I just think they're going to have to get it's They don't have to be great. They just have to be avoid self-inflicted wounds. And when that starts happening, then, then better things will, will occur. And they obviously had not, some opportunities in this one's to cause some interceptions and didn't save for Denzel Ward uh, late, but they, they, you know, they have to capitalize on more of those. The good news is they are capitalizing when they do get turnovers and they're scoring points. Uh, but uh, there are certain things that are just working and they're not realistic to keep expecting to work. But, uh, you know, we're going to enjoy the ride while it lasts and hopefully they continue to grow and get better. But for the time being, the offense is what they want. The defense is a, is a, is a process and they're trying to figure out what's there and what isn't and what they actually have to go out and address for next year, uh, which I expect is going to be somewhat substantial. And if they can do that, all of a sudden they look like a contender, but they're growing up. Uh, they have a, they're in a really good spot. At some point, they're probably going to run into a, a, a lull or a, a losing streak of some sort. But at least for the moment, you know things are going in the right direction, and they're winning games they're supposed to win. And and now they're winning games that they weren't expected to win handily uh, if they can just avoid those mistakes. Well, Pete has been fantastic, and guys, we always enjoy doing post game shows, pre game shows, but obviously victory Monday. Pete Smith at Browns Digest through SI.com at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Great day. Enjoy yourselves, Browns fans. You deserve it. Long, long time coming. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Browns, three and one, headed to week five. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.